Hey friends, today, Proverbs chapter 23, verses 19 through 28. Here's what it says. Hear, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe him with rags. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she's old. Buy truth, and do not sell it by wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. For a prostitute is a deep pit and adulteress is a narrow well. She lies in wait like a robber and increases the traitors among mankind. So quite a long passage today and we can surely hear the intense passion behind Solomon's words as he speaks to his son about not getting caught in, well, two major traps that Satan uh, through the world sets for mankind. And Solomon began this chapter, remember, talking about the snare of seeking wealth and things. And then he mentioned how wisdom, knowledge, and understanding helps us in discerning uh, a number of other snares we encounter. And we talked about them. The two giant spiked, rusty toothed traps for today are the one who overindulges. Uh, the two in this category, he says, are drunkards and gluttons. And the second is a prostitute or in the same grouping, an adulteress. Solomon also, as in the last devotion, lets us know that how keeping his instructions will make him glad. And this time he mentions how it will honor his uh, mother and make her glad as well. All right, so for today, first Solomon talks about drinking alcohol and also about eating food. However, he does not give us any indication that either is wrong in themselves. Remember in the last devotion we spent, we took some time talking about discernment in all things all the issues we face in life. It's no different here. Solomon gives us um, a touchstone, a test to run by what we eat and drink that I think helps us in our discernment, right? He says not to be among those who are overeaters or overdrinkers. In this path, he indicates what head toward poverty and slumber and clothes of rags. You know, this whole world is full of claims for happiness. And whether it's uh, product advertisements on TV or politicians' promises or religions that say, send us money or do this or that and you're going to find happiness. We need discernment to navigate through all the noise and the clutter, don't we? Apostle Paul gives us some other um litmus tests that help in our discernment, I think. So today we'll look at this as a screening of whether something is right or wrong in relation to eating and drinking, like Solomon mentions. 
But this set of tests can be used in relation to the prostitute and the adulteress that Solomon mentions. Uh, just, so just keep that in mind. We've discussed her in a number of past Proverbs, so today we'll focus mainly on food and drink. But still, the verses that we're going to look at, they can help us in discernment over all areas of life. Let's begin. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So Paul says that what you eat, what you drink, uh, I think this would imply the reasons you're in the place you're in, uh, what you're doing, he says, right? The people you're with, if you're indulging yourself, like Solomon said, all these things come into play to help us in our discernment. And if they're not glorifying to God, then do not partake, do not associate in this situation. So I think this is a good help. And you know, common sense usually is pretty clear um, whether what we do in any particular situation we find ourselves in will glorify God or not. So next, Paul says something similar, but instead of food and drink, he mentions word and deed. Still, it applies across the board in our life. And I think here we get an extra help for discernment. That's in Colossians 3.17, which says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Again, whatever we do, I mean, it should glorify God, right? But in this verse, Paul accents the act of worship even more than he did in the First Corinthians verse. I mean, he said, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's pretty hard to sin uh, when we're walking in an attitude of worship. So I think this discernment type barometer for our lives, uh, in this we can ask ourselves, can I do this with a heart of worship? Can I be thankful to God for this because it glorifies Him through His Son? Here's another great verse, I think, that will help us. 1 Corinthians 8.13 Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. So we can include that as a test for whatever and whenever we do something or go somewhere or take anything into our body. If it causes someone else to fall out of worship with God or to to go down a path away from God, then we should not do it. So there's a lot more tests that can be helpful. But I think we'll finish up today with with this one, which is a really good one. Galatians 5, beginning with verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So I think it's somewhat easy to be confused by this somewhat. I mean, the desires of our body are not simple in themselves. I mean, eating is a good desire, right? 
and without it, we might not eat and therefore would die. Um, the problem we face is, um, as Paul indicates, by what measure we walk. In other words, what motivates where we walk and what we eat and what we drink, all the things we do in our flesh. If our flesh is the motivating factor for our eating, um, if it's what drives us, then we will not stop when we have finished one cup of ice cream. <laughs> and we will not stop with one plate of our favorite food. If our flesh is pushing us, then we will eat when we're idle and we'll eat when we're nervous and we'll eat when we're fearful uh, and we'll eat when we're watching TV. And well, you get the idea. And though it may not be eating, it may be drinking, right? Or it might be anything in the flesh that is pushing us, um, motivating us, quickening us, leading us. And, and so being motivated by the flesh works against being motivated by the Holy Spirit. These things are against one another. And so God wants to be the one who motivates or quickens us to glorify him through the way we eat and drink and in all our works. He doesn't want us to seek for joy in food or drink. I mean, that path can lead to physical poverty, as Solomon indicates, slumber and rags, but more importantly, it will lead to spiritual darkness. So today, if we want true joy, then we must walk in the Holy Spirit. And that begins with delighting in God's only begotten Son, Jesus, who lived, who died, who rose again, that we might have fellowship with God. Psalm 16:11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, our pleasures forevermore. Father God, thank you for your word today, Lord. Help us to discern your truths in life and be wise and not to be led by the flesh, but to be led by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, if someone here has never been led by your Holy Spirit to, to come to you, please uh, give them a heart to delight in Jesus today and all he has done for us, Lord, they may not understand everything right now, Lord, but you gave your only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And may they call out to you, look to you, delight in you and what you've done, and not in their own righteousness, but in your righteousness. Uh, please give them joy in their life, even today, Lord. Thank you for your gift of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.